Welcome to the RVA Returners Podcast, your weekly source for all things Final Fantasy TCG. Brought to you by Ultimate Guard. Jim Tamburino's is it's one of two things. Well, it's one of three things. It's like a place where kids go and play in like a giant bounce pit. <laughs> it's it's like a shitty like corporate like sports bar, like generic. What? Like yeah, Discovery Zone, just like Discovery Zone. Dude, Discovery Zone? Yeah. DZ Discovery Zone, with me with Discovery Zone, dude. Oh, Sam says she had a birthday there. Nice. Yeah, so it's like either a, a discovery. It's either Discovery Zone. It's a shitty corporate restaurant, or like it's a place for like old man clothes, like Wait, a Tommy Chris. Bahama type thing. <laughs> I need to know. Wait, have you been? You've been to a Discovery Zone, of course, oh, right? Oh, I mean, obviously, yes. I mean, of yeah. course, of course. So, so I need to know. I, I mean, I obviously the one I went to is in New Jersey. How universal were these things? Were they? Did they all have the same type of stuff? So, did the zip line? Obviously, there was a zip line, right? Yeah, there's like zip lines and shoots and yeah, ladders. Yeah, shoots and ladders left and right. Ball pits and. Dude, did the zip line thing have like uh, the padding? Yeah. And it was literally just like giant marshmallow looking things. Like oh, he knows. Big they have white ass Yeah, dude. Did they have a like a roller slide that was like two stories tall? Yep. It was. It was almost like American Gladiators. <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. It's literally American Gladiators for children. They would yeah. have things where they're like, "Oh, there's one ball in the ball pit that has a star on it. Like, good luck." And you'd spend hours in there looking for the thing. And I'm like, "That is the most disgusting shit I've ever done in my life." Let me <laughs> dig through this ball pit looking for the right ball. There's boogers and lice and piss. Fucking kids. I made it out okay, dude. Let me go have my, you know, Power Rangers or Ninja Turtle birthday cake and call it a day. That's right. That's fucking right. Dude, Discovery Zone. That's where I am right now. Opus 12 is the Discovery Zone. It is. It is. And <laughs> I'm right, here. Right now, Bart's and Boko are on the zip line coming down. Dude, I'm here in the Discovery Zone. Let's That's let's right. discover. Yeah, they're riding the zip line. Who's who's on the uh the the slide, the roller slide? Dude, that thing hurt uh, your that's, ass, that's, that's, dude. Uh, that thing shook you to your bones, shook you to your core. Then that's got to be like Neo X death, right? Let me tell you, dude. I became aware of my tailbone on that thing at Discovery Zone. Oh, I believe it. I was like, I guess there's a bone in my butt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't want to fall on that thing. <laughs> that would hurt. Normally, sitting on my butt is comfortable and squishy, but this this was like. Not today. A jackhammer to my spine. Yeah. yeah I'm going to be walking like Grandpa for a while. <laughs> Discovery Zone, man. What a great way to start uh, a right. new cast. A new cast. Dude, I love it. I absolutely love it. And we're, we're just going right into it from Discovery oh, Zone. Oh, to dude. Discovery do you, Zone. you think I would let Discovery Zone gold just be left in the hills? Dude, I've been mining this whole time chris fuck i thought i heard the pickaxe and i i saw the light coming from your hard hat god damn it and with that john son of a bitch we are back with the next episode of the rv returns podcast we're oh, back john yeah. oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah we're back dude we're back i'm hyped we're if back. you can't tell i'm high energy tonight dude I'm we're excited. big high energy we just finished the weekly we did uh, had dude, a we're lot fresh of fun. off a tournament dude it always feels good and yeah you know there's been a lot happening these last couple weeks uh, or since the release of Opus 12. But, you know, we'll get into all that. As always, I'm your host, Chris Adams. And with me, as always, gun on the hip. He's in the squad car. 
John Schreiner. Say hi to everybody. Why, hello, everybody. Mm-mm-mm. Glad to have you here, John. Uh, we're actually uh, recording this on the eve of Thanksgiving. Uh, the eve you know, of thanks. John, I thought you were indeed, just going to call it. Happy holiday Thanksgiving to you. Uh, I'm celebrating Steaksgiving in my house. Oh, dude, that sounds pretty good to me. Will you be giving away steaks? Can I sign oh, up for Steaksgiving? No. <laughs> I will. I will <laughs> you know, if you're good, but I will be giving my belly a nice steak oh, tomorrow. As well how kind of you, dude. What, what a nice sir. No. Indeed, indeed, indeed. What about you, man? Any big plans? No, man, you know what? I'm just going to uh, – my family and I were doing the Thanksgiving thing on Saturday, so tomorrow is just okay. uh, doing just me. Doing me. Yeah, just, hanging just video around. games and tugging it. Sounds hey, dude, that's, hey, you know how it is, dude. The Joe Poe, easy. Right. Easy strategy. Love that. Love that. Well, you know, it, Thanksgiving, it's going to be probably a little less hectic, obviously, due to COVID, but – John, we've had a lot going on here in the world of the Final Fantasy trading card game since uh, since the release of Opus 12. Um, it is definitely the discovery zone right now. Dude, I'm I'm finding everything on my own. I'm jump, I'm swing, I'm crawl, I'm have a ball. <laughs> and not not jumping, swinging, and crawling, Chris. I'm jump, swing, crawl. Okay. God, can, can we like get the theme song like right here that Dude, we can I'm sing along? DSD discovery zone. Yeah, absolutely. That's going to bring them all back. It's going to bring them all back. It's burning but, in my, in my morals. I feel oh, no, the zone sure. of discovery. Uh, I, there's a lot to discover here, but you know what? We're going to discover something, John. Um, we're going to discover words that have been put onto paper. Extra, extra. Read all about it. Gotta have We've got everything that. bundled up for you here. John, you know what that word is? You know where we're going? What do they call that, Chris? Um, That's right, I flipped it around. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they call it the news. All right, so John, we're, we're going to get started with the news the way we always do. Hit the podium and go ahead and address us, the, uh, the Octagon President-Elect. John Schreiner, everybody, here with the Octagon State of the Union. <laughs> the Octagon president-elect, this is a... Actually, we, you know, we had more votes uh, historically than ever for for the season of Octagon. So it was really... Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a historic moment for us here. But of course, you know, uh, I'm shuffling papers around. So that means it must be time to discuss the Octagon State of the Union. We've just wrapped up number 82 uh Flight Flight of the of the falcon. falcon that's right we are uh, busting our way out of daryl's tomb and uh, we have got setzer is is not depressed and drinking himself to death anymore he is back on the squad he is uh on the squad and on uh, off the right, wagon off. i don't know which way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah he's something <laughs> so it's perfect we're, we're ready to go um and, and it's time to get the team back together and speaking of getting the team back together we had uh everybody coming in tonight we had mr sam tool joining us to do a little guest commentary we have been getting the team back together as we've had adam lane coming in to do guest commentary yeah. he stopped by hey, coffee last and week and he stopped weeks. by coffee and bullshit man he has been also the masked like <laughs> the masked slinger on uh, mm-hmm. octagon just hiding in the shadows to play against people uh i've had multiple people be like you know like like whispering to each other like let's like i played the game against adam lane the other day like what where on octagon dude he's just out there you know, it, it, it was wild folks. like 
me and Adam were just jamming some games yesterday, and like people were stopping in, like, "Oh shit, Chris and Adam are playing again." Yeah, dude, that's why it was. It was it's weird. You know, it's uh, it's uh, the people get hyped, man. They like seeing that yeah. kind of stuff. So it was Absolutely. cool to have him it's around. It's good to see him. Absolutely, man. It's it's ugh. overdue. Yeah, long overdue. Good to see him tinkering and toggling again. Yeah, dude, that's what, and I mean, you know, doing well. It's paying yeah. off. So, um, yeah. So we've been just uh, just exploring Opus Twelve, Chris. I mean, I think for the most part we've had decent events. They've been four rounds every time. Plus, mm-hmm. uh, we're getting a good turnout. We're getting you know people sponsored every week because it's hype right now. People want to play. They want to watch. Yeah. Uh, we're having a mm-hmm. great time putting on these events. I know that there we're going to talk about them in a bit, but there are some other community run events happening that we're kind yeah. of uh, taking the spotlight for a bit. But now that those are out of the way, probably getting uh, ready to do our first big Opus 12 event. So stay tuned. No, absolutely. Um, and like I said, um, and like you said, you hit the nail right on the head, John. There's a lot of, there's actually a lot of content right now. Um, another thing that's going on, obviously the, the third Cure series is happening right now, which is uh, run by uh, David Nunez, uh, White Mage. I'm actually playing in this one. Uh, I've got my second round this week. Uh, got won my first match. Um, I think I'm playing my second game on Friday. Okay. Yeah, okay. I'm pretty sure I'm playing my second round on Friday. Uh, round one, I played. Uh, I played uh, Firewater Warriors of Light. Uh, played. It did very well. Um, now, John, I'm going to skip ahead here because where it didn't do well um, was the uh, the Wii U Cup. But we'll 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 circle back to that. <laughs> but so yeah, the Cure series is going on. Um, and also, there's just some people doing. You know, you said Adam was has been on Octagon. I know he was streaming some games on Octagon. Nick Chanel's been streaming on Octagon, but uh, a lot of streaming. Yeah, most notably, uh, Alex Hancock's has pretty much been streaming every day on Octagon. Yeah, yeah. And it's been, been very, a very, very just fantastic watch. I mean, you're mm-hmm. getting some just some good commentary, um, some good thoughts about. I mean, where, where he's a former world champion, really has you know a good mind for the game. So. Like he's listing. a world champion. He's like a president, yeah. dude. You're not. You're always world it's champion. Right. You're he gets always, referred to always as world champion, Alex Hancock. That's right. That's <laughs> right. But no, uh, no. Like listening to his, uh, his, you know, breakdown of certain cards and watching him play fun decks. Um, and it's a good interact. It's a good interactive stream too. So I highly recommend it. Um, usually it's later in the evening for him when he streams, but I usually, it usually early pops afternoon, on, like, right? Yeah, yeah like us. two, three o'clock on the East Coast. So yeah, not be bad at all. Way earlier on the West Coast, but uh, if you can check it, like on your phone, like I'll be, uh, like I'll, there'll be times where like I'm finishing up my day of work and I'll, yeah, I'll just catch cut it, it on work. my phone <laughs> and I'll, uh, I'll just listen to it. Or if I'm at like, you know, if I'm at a stop, I'll sit in my car for a second, take a look. <laughs> was it, at was it, it was it Friday when uh, I was like, I don't want to work anymore. Or was that Monday? Yeah, it was. It was definitely Monday. It sounds yeah, like a Monday, Monday thing to say. I, I just was in the chat and I was like, I decided I don't want to work anymore. I just want to watch FFTCG. And then like you and Adam were both like, same. Right, we're like, <laughs> and I was like, oh shit, guys, we're all here. That's right. <laughs> and other people in chat were like, wait, uh, all the returners are here. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, man. Hey, it's Monday, man. We're just we're just trying to get that that content. No, uh, absolutely. And uh, one of the coolest ones that he did most recently was he actually went over the results of the Wii U Cup, uh, Veil of Wii U. And I'm probably saying that wrong. Wii U, Wii U. 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 That's right. But uh, that was uh, an event uh, hosted by Xavier Ruiz. It was last weekend. Um, I want to say there was 20. Let me pull up the. Because we don't need to go into. It's 20 some. Really? 20 some. Yeah. 
And the reason I, I segued with that was um, Alex Hancock's actually went over the top eight and actually did a really good breakdown on, you know, like what made sense. What It was 25 people total, um, and it was won by a three-color Bart's deck by Jordan Wellsbacher. Um, the top mm. was actually a really good top. Um, so if you – we're not going to break down the decks. We'll just, you know, talk about something. We'll talk about, like, you know, what was – who was playing what. But don't – if you want to see a good deep dive – Watch Alex Hancock's stream from a couple days ago. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so Jordan Wellsbacher won playing a three-color uh, Bart's aggro deck. Um, Muhammad finished second uh, playing uh, mono fire like Samurais with Marsh Ritz. Uh, KP finished uh, tied for third uh, playing Woth. Uh, Sasha Stark tied for th- uh, third playing um, mono water. Uh, Kyle McGinty uh, tied for fifth with... Um, Playing a, a big, heavy burst Earth Fire list, like Earth Fire control list. Um, Tyler Ree tied for fifth. Uh, there were two mono lightning lists: uh, Tyler Ree and uh, Angel uh, Angel Jara, I'm, I, which, however, that is pronounced. Probably both are correct, but you know, I'm a hardcore gringo when it comes to that. But there were two li- mono lightning lists, but very, very different. Um, the list that uh, Angel was playing was actually the list that Ryan Galloway was playing in the locals. Yeah, tonight. the like uh, big, Alabama heavy Odins. Odin. Yeah, big, heavy Odin package, which uh, actually is really crazy because I, I feel like the the Bart's deck has a huge problem with that. What I so, really liked about that deck is the Seymour. That is, yeah. uh, the two-drop backup, you develop that backup, you stick the Odin on top of the deck, and it just says, if you're going to do any of that Bart's nonsense next turn, I'll stop yeah. it in its tracks, and draw a card. And by the way, if you don't, well, I just have the answer for it in my hand then. Exactly, exactly. It's a very damned if you do, damned if you don't. So that's a neat list. Uh, rounding out that top eight uh, was Irvin Diaz playing uh, Fire Ice. Uh, not your mama's Fire Ice, a very like forward-heavy Celteus deck. Well, I was just about to say, I think nowadays to take advantage of the new dual cards, you have to kind of push Fire Ice in a different direction. Yeah, no, absolutely. Interesting to see so, people start solving that direction, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And those lists are, have been on FF decks for a few days now. Most of them have been seen. Um, had time to mature. Yeah, they've, they've had time to, to you know, to, to marinate and sizzle a little bit. But, uh, you know, good stuff. That Like, that's happened. Um, and, again, it was a great event. I played in it. I actually I got to buy the first round. And then I had said earlier that my Warrior Light deck really shit the bed. Um, I just – I bricked on backups games two and three. Um, I played against Jordan round two. It was actually – I mean, I lost 7-6 and because he had the White Mage to stop two big Ferris – like two really critical Ferris triggers. Um, but, um, like, that game I kind of had to play forwards early. But um, round three, I just bricked on backups. and I was playing against Wind Ice, and I just got lock-fucked into oblivion. Dude, I hate when I get locked. And then I dropped after that. I was like, I was like, I've seen enough. Like, I, clearly today is not my day. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm not gonna play any backups at all today. So I'm just, I just dropped. How it. could this happen to me? Yeah. <laughs> I made my misplays. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now if we can get that song playing. That'd be funny oh, as shit too. But uh, yeah, I know we're digging deep in the archives for that one. But uh, no, I'm starting I to pay royalties like, oh, at this point, dude. I'm just <laughs> yeah, no shit. But uh, no, I knew like any chance of top eight was gone right there. So I was like, I'm just going to sit here and play age of calamity for the rest of the day. And that's what I did. So oh, the Hyrule warriors game, Chris, just yes, a quick sir. sojourn. How's that going? Oh, it's so fucking good, John. It's so good. Yeah. So good. There you go, dude. I'm, I'm really hyped about like, I 
very into Breath of the Wild. I thought the game was great. I wanted to know more of the lore. I loved every single one of the memory, like, flashback cutscenes. Mm-hmm. And as far as I understand, this game is just a, a lot of that in between the, yes. you know, warrior-style gameplay. So yep. I might check it out just for all the story, man. I'm, like, really, really oh, into yeah, that. It, it's, got, it's got bones. Even though and that game isn't game... normally my cup of tea, but... It's it's a lot it's a lot different than the Warriors games I play. We could do like, we could do like a, a whole chai podcast tea, on that. like a chai tea. I see. That's right. That's right. Um, but other notable events that have been taking place since Opus Twelve. There's been two Japan uh, Discord events. Um, there and I, I got to find the older results. But the most recent one was actually won by Kaka, which he was playing <laughs> Samurais, but he finished second in the yeah, previous dude. one. Um, and this samurai list, it looks like he, it looks like he kind of cut the bullshit, went up to three Aroha, um, <laughs> you know, really rounded out this. It looks like this, this deck looks a lot cleaner. Um, and of course it's doing like Forza, uh, or it's using, uh, doing Magissa stuff, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. I mean, she slams out like so many relevant samurais. Also, yeah, she gets uh, Blaze Aroha, is very Cyan, good card with Alize, all these little guys running around. Yeah. He's got like nothing but. Three drops you want: Ayame, Aroha, Cyan, Alize, Alphanod, Forza. So it's like I'm gonna. And I I don't know if you would just say that because you and I were talking at the same mm-hmm. time. But there's so many ways to put that 4K onto Magissa in this list. Yeah, like he's taking advantage of the like the Blaze backup, which is good for removing the like really really wide slam a bunch of little dudes out type of decks mm-hmm. we're seeing be popular right now, as well as damage your own Magissa. Yep. Yeah. Same thing with Irving. Same mm-hmm. thing with uh. The the one the one CP effort from Opus Eleven like mm-hmm. yeah there's there's ways to get her to do her thing for sure and so. you do all those things <laughs> and you do all the things yeah. um and I want to say I I want to find that other that other list but the, this top four was rounded out by second place was a ninjas list a three color ninjas uh, followed by a Earth Wind list and rounding out that top four is a three color Warrior of Light list. Um, I want I want to find that tournament because uh, it was slightly di- there. It is. It was literally right there. Uh, the this one, the first one was won by this Earth Lightning. No, sorry. Went. I'll, I'll get to it. Water Lightning. <laughs> uh, but it was like monsters with like goblin skeleton and Saganashi. This was a, like a Thancred deck. It was really neat. Yeah, playing like Ariamja and stuff. Yeah. So yeah, weird. And then like I said. Yeah, no, absolutely. And then, like I said, Kaka finished second, and Kurosawa finished third with a uh, fun-looking FF15 list that's three-color. I mean, uses all the good stuff, but also has Luna Freya. Luna in there, Freya is so tight. Yeah, I'm, I am all about that shit. Um, I definitely want to try that deck. But uh, So, yeah, there's been some tournaments. Um, as far as you know, the only in-person tournament coming up, uh, reunion. Uh, we've seen some updates on Reunion. They're almost at the full capacity. They wanted to cap it, I believe, at like 40? Just for the sake of social distancing? Yeah, I know that um, it's had and, to change because of restrictions and stuff, but I know that yeah, they're really and, taking that stuff to heart. Making sure they... Yep, and they're that. almost there. There's like five or six spots left as far as I understand. I think it, it might have been eight, actually, but it's... it's They're almost full, mm-hmm. so... So if, you, if, you're, if you're willing to brave the, uh... You know, to brave the elements the and wilds. brave the the pandemic, yeah, the wilds. Um, by all means, because uh, I because I do know I do know the guys at Legendary Wolf Games are taking everybody's safety to heart. 
I mean, this is what they do for a living. You know, they they run this store. They've been running it very, very safe since they were able to open back up. So I think because, you know, this is, I mean, again, this is their livelihood. So their your safety is their top concern, mm-hmm. which has got to feel good, right? Like that's got to feel good knowing going to an event where the, the guy, like you're not just a number to these guys. Like they want to make sure that you are 100% safe. So if you're on the fence and you're worried about the location, just know where you end up is going to be a super safe environment. Can't say it any better but, than that, man. Yeah, but getting there is the hard part if you're not local yeah, or able sure. to drive there. Yeah, I mean, and I'm doing, like, I just want to support, man. So, of course, I'll yeah. be a stream monster, but I also, I paid for, like, the the virtual version, the at-home ticket. So mm-hmm. I'm going to get the, one of those sick playmats. I'm going to get that Agrius playmat, dude. Yeah, I actually want to get the the at home thing, and I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe when Miles listens to this, he can correct me. But I want the Terry Bogard CVS two mat. Like I want that art mat. I don't know. Are those available? I haven't seen if they're available yet. I might have to check out uh, legendarywolfgames.com. Legendarywolfgames.what? dot com. <laughs> might have to check that out to see if they're on there. Um, but I. I I know last time I asked Miles, he said they weren't available yet. But I definitely, if I can't go, I definitely want to support, and you should too. But, so, the last really piece of news here, um, you know, again, the tournament results are starting to come in. um, So, be on the lookout for those. Lots of streaming. um, But we've already seen, like, a little snippet for Opus 13. Oh, teasers, Chris. Teasers. Yep. And the, uh, the, 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 wait for it, John. Opus 13, you'll never guess what category and who who it's featuring. 13? Lighting? Yes, god damn. John, what's the secret ingredient in Coconut Pete's Coconut Paella? Coconut? <laughs> yes, god damn it. <laughs> so, Opus 13, what do you think is the featured category in Opus 13? 13? Yes, yes god damn it. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, Eddie Money doesn't have to put that... up with this shit. <laughs> we've seen it a little bit recently. Uh, twelve was also twelve, right? With Ash, yeah. and I think that they've been uh, like they even put out that statement that said they were like renaming and redoing uh, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, or something like that, right? And making them like a block, basically mm-hmm. like the first official block that we're gonna have, and it's gonna yep. be all focused on the dual color cards as like a mechanic. So yep. I think that. Um, we're starting to see those things kind of be more specific, more like oriented towards, okay, we're going to tie the Opus number and the featured cards and everything more together than we have in the past, because it certainly isn't like that for Opus, like one, two, three, four. It's not final fantasy one, two, three, four, you know? Absolutely. Um, But I also think too, I mean, we're, I'm excited to see the, the other part of the color pie here, you know, the, the ice lightning duels Mm -hmm. and the, we know we're getting uh, wind lightning. Yep. Because we have the Golbez teaser. Yep. Looks really sick, that art style. I'm going to be happy to get more four cards, Chris. Can you, ooh, baby. Oh, man. You know, you ooh, know how I feel about it. Two element four right. cards? Oh, ooh. man. Man, I wonder. Uh, maybe we'll get uh, some really cool, like, earth-water dual element four Dude, card. That'll be I, really, really uh, happy. My favorite dual colors to come out would be earth-water. Mm-hmm. I'd be really hyped about earth-water. I'd be really happy about Fire Lightning because I think Fire yeah. Lightning has just not ever really popped off. And mm-hmm. you know how we're seeing like Ice Wind pop off just because of those dual cards? Mm-hmm. I think that that would just make that 
color combo pop off. Oh yeah, give me just a, give me just a fucking aggro burn, just bullshit ass card. Yeah. And then also, I am excited for the uh, the lightning wind. I think it's gonna be a really fun color combo because those yeah. types of decks are really neat. And Adam Duncan, I hope that every single one of those cards is everything he's ever wanted. I hope it's I hope it's like good enough to be like, oh wow, I gotta respect that card, and it could probably just fuck me if I let it. And mm-hmm. I want it to be just goofy enough where Adam Duncan, like, he'll. I want him to like message us randomly on a Wednesday and be like, "Hey, I really think something about the, you know, like, he, like he'll do sometimes. Mm-hmm. Like, I want him to really hit us with like a random like midday message, just with something. Like, I need I need these cards to be like Adam Duncan cards. Like, I need them to like <laughs> scour his brain for what he actually wants. Dude, that's the thing though. It's like this man has been devoted to this color combination for so long. I want to see him mm-hmm. get the payoff. It's not even the arc. The archetype is Adam Duncan. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I want to see the yes, payoff for that archetype. It. Yeah, he but fucking uh, deserves it. Yeah, I'm excited to see that stuff. So of course, yeah, they, like again, Opus Thirteen. They say, oh, it's gonna be lightning. You know, they're gonna have all uh, thirteen focus. But I think again, um, yeah, while we have focused a lot of sets on these before, now that we're doing unique art, I think it's a totally different story. I think it's actually really okay to revisit games or um, you know, titles that we've featured already. Because yeah. now, if they're all going to get new, unique art, like, oh, shit, that's nuts. Until we start repeating that, that's fine. You know, let's go back and give every game some new, unique art. Especially games like uh, 10 and on, when the characters really became more, you know, when graphics just caught up and they just looked mm-hmm. more and more real, you don't get a lot of different art styles of them, right? Because it's all just, it's like, true. realistic looking. That's why, for a lot of the characters, you get, like, Dissidia renders is, like, the only yeah. version of art you get for them. Because they just don't have, you know there's all of these really really imaginative art for old characters because there were a couple of pixels on the screen and Amano had to like create what that looked like i mean i think we've all seen the uh the interviews from him in the one what high score right on that documentary yeah. he was talking about making the characters um mm-hmm. like he had to envision them as something else and so that's why we have all this beautiful Amano art and we have it for like the phone game characters and stuff too because again same thing they're still like pixelated type stuff but mm-hmm. when it comes to you know 10 on you're hard pressed to find a mono art for those kinds of characters, man, or any kind of new, different style art. They yeah, don't like, have like a, a agency. It feels like to kind of change the art style for those characters. Yeah, like the perfect examples here are like uh, the, I guess the one because I've got the cards right in front of me. Uh, category fifteen. We've only really seen like the Regis and the Noctis are the only ones that aren't like from that category that aren't. Like either Kingsglaive or FF15 just renders. Mm-hmm. I think that's actually a perfect example too, though, Chris, because I was just sitting here having a hard time thinking of a game other than Eleven where they've mm-hmm. created new art for the cards that was something other than what I would just see in the game or in the currently mm-hmm. existing promotional art. And that Noctis yeah. is actually that example. That Noctis yeah. is brand new art, right? Is that not new for mm-hmm. this game? I think it is. Yeah, sure is. Um, so that's really cool. I'd like to see some more of that for games like uh, 14. 14 is getting hosed right now. Every single thing is oh, boy, like, howdy. like you. You joke about well, eleven about being the screenshots. Uh, that's true. That, but that's still that's from a cutscene. Is it okay? Yeah, the one of like the sunset in the background. That's from the new oh, Shadowbringers okay. cutscene. But uh, like you joke about the eleven cards being screenshots. I mean, it's basically what the fourteen cards are, right? But they're just like the end game mm. models rendered into a white void. Like, so I think that uh, some of those games, especially because of how popular those more modern games are, getting some really cool, unique art for those could be really neat. Uh, yeah, I'm excited no, to I see agree. that. So 13, I think, is one of those games, right? 13 doesn't get a lot of 
new unique. They really, I don't, I, can't, I don't think it has any in the game currently. Uh, yeah, so that'll be really, really neat for them to get. Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm actually really excited to see that. Like, I, I really want. I, I, may, I don't know. Maybe I want to see some actual like. I'd love to see like an Amano Lightning, which I know he's done. I mean, he, I he think does there's the a, uh, the one in her and like the dress is coming, right? I yeah, and, like, I believe the so. red dress or something like that. There might be an yeah. Amano Lightning coming in. Yeah, there is really an Amano Lightning, one. of course. Mm-hmm. It'd be sick. I just yeah, want mono like, characters of all the leading ladies. I mean, I, I genuinely wish all the art in this game was a mono art. It'd be <laughs> the most beautiful card game to ever be played. Right. Dude, like the uh, the Legend of Yuna, that's the mono. Uh, that's a yeah. picture that you don't see very often. The 10 characters mm-hmm. you don't get to see a lot. Especially yep. because they changed all of the 10 characters like right before they started producing 10. Oh, yeah. Kind of funny. Which, again, I might actually say, like I, I think the the opus 12 the legend emperor might be my favorite art in the entire game gorgeous art that card wow yeah breathtaking really is you're breathtaking (laughs) well think about i mean i keep talking about how much i love the 11 art like the playmat from nats last year Mm -hmm. just that unique 11 art because again those are you know you guys love making fun of those cards the screenshot cards Mm -hmm. um like those cards now i mean some of the most gorgeous cards like tenzin Mm-hmm. Man, that card looks great Beautiful. for him being just like a screenshot type character. Otherwise, you know, and I'm a total dork for eleven. So getting new art for that game, a game that's that old, getting brand new art. I mean, when we see these new like realm and the new Duncan cards, we get excited, mm-hmm. we get hyped. So oh, yeah, I think that do. that's uh that's cool because we're kind of used to seeing those old characters redone so many different art styles from like fan drawings over the years. You know, like on my desk, I'm literally looking at a fan drawing of Celes that's in yet another completely unique art style, right? Yep. Um, but for the new games, they don't get that as much, so I think it's going to be really neat to start seeing some of those. So I'm okay with that, even though I'm not a huge 13 fan. I think there's going to be a lot of people who are really excited for those cards. No, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, with that being said, John, like I mean, that's really it for the news. Again, we're we're still we're still what week two into Opus uh or week two or three at this point into Opus twelve. So I've already lost track of all sense of time Dude, from the month of November. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, well, I've lost all sense of pre-release uh, track was... of time. <laughs> pre-release March. was at the end of October, right? Okay, so, yeah, so we're uh, three, so three weeks, weeks in. yeah. And uh, so again, we've we've had only a few events. So really, kind of what we want to talk about today is kind of you know like what the what the early metas like what what's it shaping up to be? What are the, kind of the decks to beat the heavy hitters? And what kind of counterplay have we been seeing? And we want to kind of end that with uh, where do we predict it's going to settle? Now that's the hardest thing to answer because it's changing every day. We're still in that very very early discovery phase at. DC yeah, dude, we are discovery zone. <laughs> we are in the discovery zone, dude. Doing everything on it. We are jumping, swinging, crawling, having a ball. It's like when you first. I mean, Chris, do you remember like the feeling when you got to discovery zone? I don't know if I remember the exact first time, but I certainly just remember associating this. Like, you see that thing, and you're like, I need to get over there right now. It's like, no, no, no. Yes, we need to no. pay. We need to pay for your entrance. You need to get like your wristband. We need to go put our stuff down. And you're like, no, 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 dog, dog. I've already got a mental <laughs> checklist. I need to climb that, crawl that, tube that, slide that, zip that. Like, mm-hmm. like I have stuff to do, all right? Yeah. I, I have, there's so much. I want to play on all of it at the same time, dude. If I could somehow hold the zip line while rolling down the roller slide, like, you know. I'm going to fucking do it. And that's it. But I can only do so many things at a time. And, and, you know, sometimes I can only do so many things per trip to Discovery Zone, Chris. And 
it's uh that's a lot what this is like you know i have so many different decks i want to play i have so many different directions to go i can only realistically have the time and the like physical materials to do so much at once um and i think everybody's feeling that i think they're feeling that excitement that gold rush for that discovery is calling them chris they just it's want true. to crawl and explore the zone no you're absolutely right um, so as far as, you know, what we've kind of seen early on, um, really, the the big thing going into, uh, let, me, let me start this way, like the big thing that people were fearing and kind of building their decks to counter were Neo XF decks, right? Like these were the things that people <laughs> yeah. were worried about, like before before cards even hit the table. Um, even the digital table, people were like, "Oh, we got we got a tech for Ned. We got a tech for Ned." Out of the um, gate, dude, wave one rough yeah. drafts of decks all had like Ned answers baked in. Yeah, like Bahamas and like backup cloud. Mm -hmm. It felt mandatory. Which, which turns out that's still something you. It's a very real thing that you have to think about. Now, it's not. I I think Ned finds himself in good control shells. Like a, a perfect example to kind of put all that together. Look at Kyle McGinty's list. Um, from the tournament that was this past weekend. Mm -hmm. um, now, I wanted, I wanted to start with that one because the winner of this event, which, again, take it with a bit of a grain of salt, but also listen, you know, again, Alex Hancock does a good breakdown of this event, um, you know, was, the, was Bart's. Bart's decks, I think once people started putting cards to table, I think that was the... Like that became the aggro deck of choice um, because mm -hmm. it probably is the best aggro right now and probably some of the best aggro the game's ever seen. It's, you know, JG Fitness described it as turbo without the discard. Um, but in this case, you're drawing cards. Like, so mm -hmm. you're just, you just keep feeding the fucking fire. Um, it's also so cool that um, we always talk about cards that are new that just mm -hmm. totally bust old cards into this whole new spot. Every single one drop in this game got a fresh uh -huh. coat of paint and they're looking fine, Chris. Yep. We're looking at Palum. We're looking at like I saw that one drop Viking in the deck you were playing today. Uh -huh. Dude, we the, everything is game, dude. Everyone is here. It's Smash Brothers Ultimate. Every dude, single even one Azana, drop. Even a Zana's come out to play because he can get Boko. He the can Chocobo get the Chocobo engine, backup. Yeah. yeah. It's it's uh it's wild, man. It, it's really cool. I love that. That's a really smart type of design. Like, okay, man, here's a whole slice of the game. This whole CP cost that we're just not doing enough with. Mm -hmm. And now it makes all those cards that were, like, laughable that remove 1CP targets. Like, mm -hmm. oh, man, now these are actually good because they made 1CPs relevant in some way. Uh, and, yeah, Absolutely. Bart's is fun, too. Bart's is so fun. Absolutely. Um, and that became... because. He, I mean, Jordan just swept the event. Like he didn't lose in Swiss. Mm -hmm. Bart's won our first event eight. too. Our first weekly, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And it was Jordan. It was Jordan mm -hmm. Wellpacher. Yeah, it sure was. <clears throat> and was. so, so like, and that that kind of set the uh, set the pace for aggro, right? Because I mean, prior to this, there were some aggro. I mean, ninjas were aggro. Mm -hmm. um, you have uh, trying to think of what Waff uh, is that a go? Yeah, Waff definitely. Um, Let's see here. Any sort of like um, water, fire, like uh, fire, ice, you know, could be anything too. with all the time. Yeah, oh, to have an aggressive start. Yeah, but this, 
this took aggro to a place that I don't think it's been at in this game since Turbo, but just, again, just a different direction. Because mm-hmm. um, you're still allowing your opponent to have resources to counter what they're doing. But in this case, you know, you could potentially hit your opponent for four points of damage on turn one. Yeah. Like playing one on CP. Build. How, how cool yeah. is that? Mm-hmm. It's so cool. Yeah, so there's a lot there. Um, but circling back over to McGinty's list, which I think is the foil. I mean, control is always the foil to aggro. Mm-hmm. And mid-range is usually the foil to control. That's kind of that rock, paper, scissors, sword, axe, lance kind of, you know, triangle. Ooh, sword, axe, going lance, on. triangle, Chris. Yes, you sir, say, baby. You're striking all the right notes for me here. That's right. That's funny because, you know, swords, lances, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. axes, they mm-hmm. strike. But, but, you know, we'll, we'll unpack that one later. <laughs> but, yeah, so... Like the big control list, if you look at if you look at Kyle's list, I mean it's like thirty some bursts. They're all like those cards are meant to deal with you know the Bart's aggro, and the particular deck that Jordan has, you have to like to beat a turn one net or an early net. Like you just have to outvalue it. You just have to build around it and you know attack into it. But if you stumble anywhere along the way, you're in trouble. Like you you just you can't win fast enough. Yeah, and it's so, one of those kinds of things where people list all the things that they have that are good against it upside down and backwards as they lose mm-hmm. to it. So yeah. like sometimes it's just going to get there, man. And I think that uh, Ned has securely occupied the spot that we were talking about it being in when we were doing our like review or preview, I guess, set uh, discussions mm-hmm. on these casts. And it's one of those, you're going to see it. It's going to be at tournaments. It's going to be keeping people honest. But it's not the boogeyman, yep. and it's certainly not, you know, uh, the respect for it came down a lot after that first week. No, absolutely. Certainly no more Bahamas uh, and, in your list, huh, Chris? Uh, no, 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 but I still st- I still have the, the cloud backup. I'd rather, yeah. I mean, yes, yes, I'd of rather course. just play a... Right, you've well, dedicated no, I, I, I'd rather play a 2CP backup that yeah. if, if I don't, if Ned's not there, I've still like advanced my board state. Whereas like, I don't want to sit on that fucking Bahama. Yeah. I got rid of that thing fucking immediately. Right. It's just like, well, I'm saying that it's not that we don't have any answers. It's just that you don't, you're not putting nearly as much in that bucket. Exactly. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. That bucket is, uh, that we have uh, put a hole in the bottom of that <laughs> thing, a slow drip, just a slow drip. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I but, think that uh, those, those control lists, like the McGinty control style. And, uh, of course, if you're going to leave it to somebody to come up with, you know, our first draft, if you will, of mm-hmm. what the answer to these aggro decks looks like. It's him and then also these lightning decks we saw from that event. Yeah, absolutely. A uh, perfect example is that, that big Odin list. I think, you know, certain, you know, we, you said earlier with the uh, with the Seymour getting the Odin on top, it just creates this inevitability that those aggro decks now have to navigate. Um, so we're going to start seeing, because what's going to happen is it's going to, you know, aggro is going to stumble a little bit. Then you're going to have this control mid-range battle going on. And then aggro is going to just come back and fucking spike. And then yeah. things are going to start getting retooled. And uh, that's the thing, too. Like, you know, I was having a conversation with Matt Rice uh, yesterday. Like, we don't just need to look at what's winning events anymore. We need to look at full-on, like, top cuts, the road to get there. Because, like, if you look at that top eight, like, like if Jordan had to play against that, the Odin list, he probably doesn't win there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maybe. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not taking away anything from Jordan. That just becomes a hard matchup. And apparently, I mean, though, granted, he did have to play McGinty in top four. Uh, McGinty was playing the deck that was a foil. 
but Jordan still got there, but apparently it was like super close. It was like like hair on your taint close close. <laughs> I mean, we're also seeing players who like, okay, now when you sit across from somebody uh, and you know that they've been playing this Bart's thing, or like you, you know, you have any kind of information at all that it's the Bart's Poco deck. You mm-hmm. know what it does. You know what it's capable of doing. You can probably mm-hmm. suss out their tech choices pretty fast, and mm-hmm. you know what you're gonna do against it. And it's like, uh, I think Neo Excess is something everybody identified as this. Hey, this is gonna be a big problem. So we all got ready for it early, right? Mm-hmm. And it actually wasn't that big of a problem. But if we had done that with Bart's, right? Imagine mm-hmm. if everybody was putting in things like these Odins or like like a shadow lord so things like that um right out of the gate uh it would i think start hard checking this and we saw even tonight a player copied that lightning deck because they saw how it did well and they saw its merits and they thought hey i'm gonna see these march decks and sure enough right i mean it's uh Uh it is very very effective and and ryan used his knowledge of the march decks as effectively as he used that list to really completely mitigate the Bart stick. Uh, and it was really interesting to see, hey, wow, now that people kind of know this, this is like a very straightforward call and response. Mm-hmm. Like this deck is built the way it's built with things like the Seymour, like we've been touching on, specifically mm-hmm. to deal with this Bart being a big deal right now. Yep. No, absolutely. And then, and then it becomes, it falls back onto the aggro players to again, try to ma- learn how to maneuver that. Like, do you tweak some of your numbers? Do you maybe change your summon loadout? Because, I mean, if you look at that list, it was really mm-hmm. running nothing but Sildras because you you don't, uh, you, the Sildras searches your, uh, you know, your quote-unquote combo pieces and yeah. you have, car- it, it can also search cards in every color of your list, um, <laughs> which can help you. I mean, it's Sildra, Sildra is the one, the summon you want in that list. You don't really want anything else because all your removal is on your Yunas, your mid previas, your Furion no no combo in the backup mm-hmm. line. So and you can find a lot of utility in the one drop choices. You sure I can. mean, like the one drops like white mage, it's insane. It, it like protects mm-hmm. the whole board from one of the easiest ways they can get out of it, something like a Fina. You're just mm-hmm. like, nah. I'll just go yep. search for protection and put it onto the field for free. Yep, uh, absolutely. I think that that's really, really cool too. And again, this is another card. Bart's is one of those cards that he just, every time a card that's one cost comes out now, it is very real. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Uh, and so I think that Bart's is not going anywhere. I think that, like, you see um, already within these two or three weeks, you're playing uh, the deck tonight that is basically a next evolution. You know, it's, it's going into this lightning element. That wasn't what everybody built on day one. You know, I think everybody was playing around with Bart's week one, but certainly not in this, like, three-color variety. And credit to Jordan for having been uh, mm-hmm. fine-tuning that over the past couple weeks. But, yeah, and, it, and it, it, it's very clean, very, yeah, very smooth-running list. I'm really excited to see, like you said, uh, how it's now the ball is in the aggro player's court. I'm excited mm-hmm. to see that next evolution. I wonder if it will be outside of Bart's or outside of, again, another deck that I think we have to mention when we're talking about what's good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, those Storm-style infinite combo Earth-Wind decks. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. Those those can, what's crazy, like, decks like that can put a, like, lend a certain level of frustration um, mm-hmm. to your opponent. Because, I mean, we saw, like, tonight, like, sometimes those turns take forever because while, while you're storming off, like, you need to sequence very correctly. Yeah, you're sitting or there and you're the algebra meme. You know, where like all the math is floating in front of your face. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because you have to, like you said, it crumbles if you get even one of those calculations wrong. 
like one CP. If you're like halfway into it and then you realize like, oh, oh no, hold on, I did this in the wrong order, or I'm like a card short, I'm this short. Um, mm -hmm. and they takes time, and we talk about how mechanically it takes time for some of the different octagon things, but a lot more than that, it's just figuring out your turn, like like trying to see all the moves on the board and pick the right one. And uh, you got to know when you're going into play decks like that, that that's going to be an issue. Sequencing those is very tough, but that's why you know sequencing them properly is very powerful. And the way that you get better at that, man, is just practice. Just playing yep. in these these local events, just jamming games with your friends during the week, just getting the reps in, and it's the only way to get better at it. No, I agree. And so another deck, and this this is this has me questioning it just as much as it has a lot a lot of people. Um, just curious, I because I think the other heavy hitter we've discussed, like the Bart's aggro decks are like the, like that's the aggro deck of choice. The the Ned control list. I mean, if you look at uh, even tonight, Ryan Chan was playing an Earth Ice control list, but Ned mm -hmm. was definitely there. Mm -hmm. So Ned control lists are seem to be like the the flavor of control. But like I think the the real king of mid range in Opus Twelve are these um these wind ice lists. That you don't really see anybody playing. Uh, Levi was playing it in the in the tournament last weekend. That was mm -hmm. my last loss. Like I got lock fucked into oblivion. Yeah, dude. I mean, lock is an extremely powerful card. Um, we're seeing lock, uh, lock and Lonnie. I think are the two. It's just funny. That sounds like a uh, like a show. Like oh, a right? Lock and lock Lonnie. And Lonnie. Uh, Lock and Lottie are two cards that are just so incredible on their so the own. The theme is done to like the tune of Rock and Robin. <laughs> Lock and Lottie. Fucking <laughs> 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 CBS, give me a call, baby. I'm ready. I am by the phone. I am standing by. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Well, yeah, Lock and Lottie uh, are basically uh, like they're just so splashy. Like I was playing at locals last week. Earth Wind, but oh, Lock and Lonnie are in there <laughs> because, like, you know, I played Tiro, uh, you know, Shantoto's in there. Uh, I'm able to do some dual color stuff to kind of get around. It's just like, uh, it was so easy to play those cards, and they're just so powerful that I mean, Lock in a deck that's built to work with him, it's just even more so. It just makes that e even bigger of a deal. And those decks can be really strong. And I think that we've seen Barrelai with Guido popping up in the local tournaments. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm, like you said, I'm definitely surprised I'm not seeing more people just using Barrel Eye like, outside of the infinite board wipe, just as a calculated like, tempo play. He's a really good card. That second ability is really yeah. strong too. And like you just get all of your resources frozen. Lock just freezes the backups. Barrel Eye freezes the characters. And uh, you're losing the cards out of your hand. And yeah, like you said, you got to it's just fucked into oblivion. <laughs> yeah, and, and that it'll just happen, and and I think that because that'll the losing the hand kind of stifles the control decks from doing what they want to do. Yeah, and I mean you just keep the aggro locked down, and they'll never like they'll never get through that wall at that point, and bear like and just you know kill them all. So, so but like the all. crazy thing is. And then, like right under that, like I think those, I think those are like the true heavy hitters. Um, but then, like you also see these kind of crazy combo decks. Again, going back to the one you were talking about there, the White Mage Riku Infinite Shikari X Y Z using using 
Right. And I'm actually glad you said shikari because like the, the shikari, like those are like the catalyst for the combo list. Like those are, you have like, you see people playing XYZ and Eldenarsh trying mm-hmm. to just pop off and do paradise shit. Or then using Hajimal to turn into shikari jobs so that they all have haste. Yeah. So you just play this crazy like infinite turn and you just slam all like nine bodies and give them all haste. Like you draw your whole deck or as much as you want and then you do the thing and then you just you know win from there so yeah like combo decks are full deck <laughs> yeah yeah it, it's so crazy and like like i think these are some of the craziest combo decks this game has actually seen and like the thing is you know matiski can always find these crazy loops but they're always like super impractical like this one's not terribly impractical at all you've got a build which makes it susceptible to like the aggro lists but if you turn that corner, but I guess that's the plight against aggro anyway. If your opponent turns the corner, the the, the longer GG. that game goes, yeah the, yeah, the harder it is for you to win. It's a graph but, that doesn't look very good for the aggro player over time. Yeah, no, it's true. It's very, very yeah. true. But again, like there's still a lot to unpack here. And John, as far as you know, what kind of counterplay have we been looking at here to to these these big heavy hitter decks? So I think last week was the snap responses, right? Last week was the Hey, uh, show me on the doll where Bars hurt you, right? Uh-huh. So you start seeing Shadow Lord go into lists and yep. things like that, where people are immediately just like, "Okay, no, 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 no." Now the reason that Shadow Lord's not a good response and it's a snap response is because Shadow Lord is like, "Okay, hey, they're hitting me with a lot of one drops. So I need to get rid of all of them." Sure, mm-hmm. okay. The problem is all those one drops are hitting you on like turn one or, or with haste. Yep. So the Shadow Lord actually doesn't do too much in that situation, and then they're probably just gonna boop or scoot the Shadow yep. Lord. And just be finishing you off. So what you do actually need is you need to pinpoint where the uh, you know the weakness on the battle station is. You need mm-hmm. to find a weak spot. You need to hit it with spot removal. And it can be very effective. And yep. what we saw as a perfect example of that in this lightning list that came out now this week in the Vail mm-hmm. Wii U Cup. The third week we start to see, okay, now this is the actual calculated kind of answer to those decks. The Odin's mm-hmm. powerful enough in every situation you know like useful enough because they are name odin so even the ones that aren't good against the forwards your opponent's playing against in certain decks are just fueling the lightning ability and making the other odins cheaper um but against those bards decks and the shikari decks and we saw it happen in both of those matchups tonight Mm -hmm. you just hold the spot removal and you get rid of the boko you get rid of the shikari x and you totally shut down these turns. I mean, you literally watch the Odin happen, and then you watch them go to end phase. <laughs> like, yeah. it, and it totally gets not only him back into some of these games, but completely locks down the games in his favor. As we watch Citra get it back, you know, uh-huh. do this, get it back. Just showing him the Odin, and knowing he's going to have to go into it. We akined it to a game of Minesweeper earlier today, where it's like you know the mines are there. There's something telling you how many there are. And you're doing your best to try and like navigate around them, and but you know like it, it's just this difficult tiptoeing situation where at any point you just blow up, you know. And he's mm-hmm. got the Odins, and now we're watching like the Odin is trying to bait the Ishtola that the Bart's guy played, and now they're you know. But again, the Odin deck almost always coming out on top in those situations. And now, like mm-hmm. you said, it's on the aggro player. What are you going to do about this? How are we going to stop these Odins? You know, what's our answer now to these? Are we going to yeah. maybe go uh, not just do Bart's Boko turn one, right? I think that's probably what the evolution becomes. I think it becomes like 
maybe I build a couple of backups and Unsaganashi gets tossed into the mix, right? Mm-hmm. And we start to become a little bit slower, a little more mid-range, a little less by the seat of our pants, which makes sense yep. as people start to understand what the deck does. Uh, I think that's probably the next thing we start to see out of those decks, that evolution of those styles is they're just less YOLO. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the lightning deck to me though was a very much a one to one. Like this deck wouldn't look exactly the way it does unless, especially with cards like yep. the Seymour. And mm-hmm. I think that's really cool to see right away. I think it's cool that players are playing so many games right now that that's happening week by week. We could pinpoint like this line graph of where the changes are. Yeah. No. Absolutely. And controllers um, weren't anywhere before last week. Now we're starting to see them pop up, and they were even some tonight. Yeah. And and winning tonight's event was yeah. ice and uh, ice earth deck yeah because i mean that you really want to see what what i mean because you can't build a control deck without seeing what what that you gotta know what you're controlling dude. Right? Yeah, exactly you don't know what you're controlling until you actually see something yeah. you know just slapping stuff around and in this case you know bart's has kind of been the big bully um but again like some it, it just really really depends on I, I dude i don't even know where i was going with that like there's it's so like we're still in such that early transition phase that I mean, hell, next week everything could look completely different. Mm-hmm. But what you're saying is, I think that some of the things like Bart's is straightforward, right? You read Bart's and it tells you how to build the deck. Yep. Right. So you, the straightforward stuff is always going to come to the top early, and mm-hmm. then, like you said, you don't know the people who are out there who are trying to counter meta, who are trying to play control. You can't do that until the meta starts to establish itself, and mm-hmm. I think we're seeing in. A, like a one-week response of yep. the meta kind of has started to establish itself. Week one was Wild West. Week two was based on week one. Week three, based on week two. And now what I really want to see, and what's going to start to happen, Chris, and probably the next big event that happens, the next, like, win a box or something like that, where something's on the line, you're going to see the guy who's trying to figure out what six weeks from now is looking like. Yeah. You know, and, and uh, I think the control lists that I'm excited to see are going to be coming around that time. And uh, I, I've got a list of the cards I'm trying to, I think, you know, will start to be good and start to work, but they require mm-hmm. time. They require some effort. They require some research. Absolutely. So with that being said, John, where, where, where do you predict uh, in this, we'll call it, you know, six to eight weeks from now, what do you predict these heavy hitters are going to look like? Like, do you think the Bart decks are still around? Do you think, um, do you think Ned is still in his home in these control shells? Do you think, uh, or do you think Wind Ice just becomes this mid-range, just dominance machine? I think that one of Wind Ice's problems right now is that some of the decks that are drawing cards are drawing such an obscene amount of cards that if they turn that corner, much like you do normally against an aggro deck, I'm going to call this like the card advantage corner here, right? There's like mm-hmm. a certain point where once they turn that corner, the wind ice deck can't take away enough of their resources for taking away their yep. resources to be a viable strategy anymore. And normally the other recourse in that situation is okay. Well then I have to clear your board with the wind half of my deck or move enough guys out of the way long enough to win. Um, I think that if the Bart's decks right now, they're getting just enough card advantage with the yellow strategy, but I think that we will see them evolve into more of the mid-rangey things like the Yuna card. Maybe more strategies like the Bart's deck you're playing. Actually, that deck almost looks like it's already an evolution of that based on the answers to the Bart's deck. Mm-hmm. Right? Because now you've got the, the mid-previa layer, the lightning layer. It has more removal baked into it. It's assuming your opponent's playing something against the Bart's, which means it's not just a turn one 
style of arts. Like you were actually describing that to me as it's not just a turn one. It has some legs mid game. Um, and that's, I think where a lot of the bard decks are going to go. You're going to see more of the, maybe like Rosa style, you know, like these party attack decks that aren't all the one drops. There's yeah. a little more meat on the bones because I think Bart's is still good enough to do about half of what he's doing right now and still be a really key piece in decks. No, absolutely. Yeah. I agree with that a hundred percent. Um, no, I, I think, I think you're absolutely right as far as where we're going to see things end up. But I mean, there's still so much to unpack here, John. There's mm -hmm. like, there's still stuff that I'm tinkering and toggling with. Like I, I'm doing the tinker stinker on, on the toilet daily, fucking daily. Yeah, dude. I just coming up with lists. Like I, the, again, the list of things I want to test is really, really large compared to the amount of time that I have to test them. It's really tough mm -hmm. to, even process like uh, uh all the decks that i would like to all the ideas i would like to get in on um as far as things that i think other people are working on right now that maybe take a little bit more time that we're going to see later into the opus i think that uh there was actually a lot of support for some weirdo monster stuff and we did see that in the one japanese tournament we talked about it a little bit mm -hmm. um with the new orianger and some of those uh, again we we talked about it on the dual color cards that anything that's dual color is kind of worth looking at again Mm -hmm. Um, with the realm from last set, those decks that were taking advantage of her cheating some of the monsters in, I don't think that got any worse. I think that that is just a little bit harder to solve, and you need to know again which tools to put in the toolbox for it to be more effective. Um, mm -hmm. also, I think that the rampart slash regis, the regis style decks, I think those decks are again they're they're not just like blind card advantage type decks like the parts deck can be. So think about how forgiving a deck is when you just are literally drawing your entire deck. Yeah. Or searching your deck for things and just slamming them right into play. And the decks that are more forgiving are going to grab more wins earlier on, of course, right? Because everybody's making mistakes. Everybody's making misplays or not playing as efficiently as they could. Um, I think that it, it, it starts to turn a little bit as mm -hmm. people are practicing, as these weeks go on. I think those Regis decks, somebody who gets real good at sequencing that stuff, those decks can be really powerful and really scary. Yeah, no, I agree. <laughs> and you, because they'll eventually know how to mitigate like the Amaterasu stuff, right? Because that's, I mean, that's that like Amaterasu is kind of a hard check for Regis right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's but, true once, too. but again, once but once you start navigating that minefield, mm -hmm. you know, it'll be fine. Like, and that's one again, one of the things I really love about the game right now, like it's still so wide open. Um, we we've seen we have identified the the the, the big strategies, you know, right off the bat, as most people have. Um, but it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of the woodworks again with the counterplay. Mm -hmm. um, but you know, you know, we're this is a real quick, real easy cast we're doing tonight, John. But we're you know we're, we're we could talk you know meta all day long. But there's just again, it's going to be different tomorrow. By the time people listen to this cast, it may be completely different. Yeah, I hope it. I mean, it's going to be exciting to see it yeah. as a change. I mean, I I do hope it's different. It'll kind of let us know. It, it'll let us know whether we were you know thinking about it correctly or if we were just very fucking wrong i feel like kind of stagnate we haven't even had the phase of like people just taking new things and applying them to old ideas yet uh yeah. it's barely starting i think we saw a waff in top eight right for this yep, last tournament. we sure did yeah so i think that uh you're gonna start to see some of those type of things too like ninjas mm -hmm. got some big come up cards and japan yeah. really liked ninjas at the end of last set i don't mm -hmm. think it's that they like ninjas any less i think it's just that they're excited to do other things so mm -hmm. I think that some of those decks too, as people revisit them, will start to appear back into the fold. Mm -hmm. 
no, I agree with that 100%. But, John, to close out today's cast, Hit me, Chris. What ha- I, I know you said you've been busy and you haven't had a chance to play as much as you'd like. What mm-hmm. have you been playing and what have you been enjoying? Well, I have been playing Warrior of Light, Chris, because, man, is me that too. fun to play. Oh, boy, that's it's a fun, fun deck to play. to play. Yeah, I've been playing Warrior of Light, and I've been playing a uh, an Earth, Wind, Carbuncle deck. Because mm-hmm. you know I love Uncle Bunkle. You know oh, I, I love, love the old Carbuncle Uncle ducks. Bunkle chuckle fuckle. Um, and I think Prowl just adds so much consistency to like always having the Carbuncle, always having those Earth summons to trigger Graviton and all that Earth summon goodness. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've been playing a deck that, yeah, and again, that deck also has baked into it answers for things that have been being played. You know, I put the... Uh, both my week two overcorrection card, like I was joking about with Shadow Lord, my Sid FFBE, mm. uh, slightly a bit of an overcorrection because I immediately just assume, okay, I need something that stops things that coming to come into play. All these little guys coming into the field will just burn them all up. But then in practice, it's like, well, I mean, yeah, he stops the free stuff, but they probably hit me a bunch of times before I get him down, right? He's not actually that great as just like a dude to play off one backup to stop all these guys. Bart's just is bigger than him with Boko down. And then uh, most of those relevant one drops actually are 3k, huh? So it wasn't as good as I thought it was right away. But Noctis, on the other hand, is my week three type answer that was working very well. Uh, the Noctis Legend from Opus 7, who does his damage to something when you take damage. Uh, him with the Carbuncle type stuff has always been pretty good. But especially now that you're taking damage from a lot of these little guys, Carbuncle them up and do the fight and... Uh, I was just having a lot of fun with those. And then, of course, other 7K forwards that are relevant. Lonnie, happy mm-hmm. to get a Carbuncle. The new dual element, Prish, is a 7-drop, oh, yeah. two-cost 7-drop, and she gives one guy, like, a brave or can break a monster. But also, mm-hmm. it's just good because you search and, you know, just tutoring dual element cards. So I was just doing, like, a pretty boring card efficiency. Um, you know, I had the Astola in there. Doing Lonnie, I was splashing Locke. Just having fun with some Earthwind. Carbuncle stuff. So that's what I've been playing. Although I'll tell you what, I, I I can't say it because you're going to say it. I don't want to steal your thunder, but there's a deck that you were just playing against me last weekend that I'm going to be excited to sleeve a version of, Chris. So I, I'm going to let you swing way right into it with that one. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, there's been some fun stuff I've been playing. Uh, again, Warriors of Light. That's what I played. You know, pretty much all last couple weeks. Um, and I've been I'm still tinkering with like the right. You know, like cracking that code really there's so much to tinker with it there's a million there dials is. on that vault chris but there's no, gold in there time. there's gold in that damn vault man i know it's there. there i've seen it <laughs> uh obviously i've been playing that three color barts list that deck is a lot of fun it is you know I, I, as somebody who is an aggro player like i tend when i see those strategies work i tend to just kind of gravitate to them because i was like wow that seems really really efficient and Chris, is yeah. that like when you first walk into Discovery Zone and you see the giant roller slide and you're like, I'm gravitating towards that. There's no version yeah, of oh, me you being can't stop me. There's no version of me being here today that does not involve me yeah, rolling there, all no the way down line. that slide. <laughs> yeah, there's no timeline where that does not happen. No timeline. Like like there's like the oh my god, honey, actually there's there's an emergency. We have to go. And like I disappear into the tunnels just long enough to come back down the slide. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> And another fuck. Speaking of the, you know, while we're still in the discovery zone, like another aggro deck I'm really enjoying, uh, the Turbo Ice List with uh, with the Emperor. Ah, uh, the zip line. Um, yeah, that that is the zip line. Yes, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, that's been a lot of fun. I'm again, I'm a big fan of this Emperor. I do think there's something there with the card, and that I mean, it's it, it's a it's a textbook Turbo card. 
I did um, actually build a, a version of, of that, Chris. I've been having a lot of fun with that. You inspired me. Yeah, dude, uh, it's to so play much that fun. Emperor card. Yeah, he is a lot of fun. But uh, the deck you were talking about that you were alluding to, uh, you're definitely not stealing my thunder. Um, and this is a big shout out to David Nunez. I, I think he's probably built the most coherent Dragoons deck I've seen. Um, it was a lot of fun, and I actually played a game with it. Um, after one of my first my rounds tonight, and uh, it even like my I, I've edited it a little bit to like suit my taste. But uh, it's still just super fucking explosive. Just using the water cards for card advantage and then just using your goons to do goon things. And the, the fucking one that just reveal four break a dude, it's so fucking good. Because you're unless you're playing against like a dedicated like hand destruction deck, you're going to have those four dudes in your hand, those four dragoons in your hand. And the fact that that card is multiple, he's a standard unit. It's so yeah. wild, dude. Standard units don't usually have enter abilities that are like that strong. And it's so crazy that, like, there was a turn where you were playing that against me, and I'm like, damn, dude, if I remove that, he can just play another one. And then yeah. I thought to myself, like, wait, he can just play another one anyway. I have to. Yeah. It's it's really, really uh, strong as I gave it credit for. And then it also gets haste every time after it kills a guy, too. Yeah, so. yeah at the very least, it's going to get haste, because if you – and granted, it'll have haste anyway, because you'll probably have Barbara out. But uh, no, it was a lot of fun. It might be the most fun I've had playing Dragoons. And then I don't care who the fuck you are. When you first pick up this game, Dragoons is like the first deck that almost everybody goes to because it's like, yeah. that's familiar. It's Final Fantasy. I like Dragoons. Dragoons are cool. Uh, I get to play Kane. I get to do this. I get to do the thing. They seem fast. They got first, uh, you know, it teaches like some super simple concepts. But then like they added a backup. Like the minute like Dragoons got a backup, like we had been joking for sets like, man, as soon as Dragoons get a backup, like they're going to be a lot better. Like they're, they're still not like, look, they're not this tier two tier one like they're i mean they're probably in the same tier as like i, I mean honestly i'd put them in the same tier of warrior light without ferris yeah just tier fun dude i mean yeah you know, tier fun walking but, around deck but also too like it's a deck i would 100 percent like take to a locals and have a lot of fun with oh yeah dude i'd be gunslinging the hell out of that deck yes absolutely yeah that's a so. slinger if i've ever seen big time it's the ball and pit like, dude you know i'm, I'm in there yeah, dude, just looking for the one with I'm the gold star looking, on it. I, I'm never excited. I never go there for the ball pit, dude. But I'm always down to spend some time in the ball pit. It's just a good oh, time. Yeah, I, it's how you unwind. It's, it's like it's like after a workout, getting in like the like the the sauna or like the you know the whirlpool or <laughs> it's something. It's never the highlight, dude. Nobody will ever ever argue it's the best attraction, and it will rarely make a highlight reel. But everybody stops by the ball pit. It's just a good time. You have fun. That's right. That's right. It's where it's where you unwind with your fellow discoverers. <laughs> your fellow discoverers and talk about the things that you've done you know Zone talk discovery. about your experience on the zip line you know all, all your exactly all the discovery that you've done oh but, man. i wish that the discovery channel was just a 24 7 video feed of people stream. in discovery zone <laughs> it'd be the greatest channel ever <laughs> i'd watch that just a, just a 24-hour constant live stream just... on my own yeah dude I'm getting action park, you know, documentary vibes. Thinking of God, Discovery damn Zone, right. like the, damn right. I, I I know exactly why Discovery Zone closed, and <laughs> it definitely had to do with lawsuits and injuries. Oh, of course, clear. Uh, Hundo clear. P, right? I mean, there's gotta be, it's gotta be, <laughs> gotta be. But BDE, no dude, Big Discovery Energy, man, they had, they had the BDE. <laughs> That's for sure. Yes, they did. That might be the name of the episode, sir. <laughs> Big Discovery Energy. Yes, BDE. <laughs> but uh, 
I like how I like how we did it right there at the end, because John, I, as far as you know, like I'm just excited to see what comes next. Um, I'm having a blast with Opus 12. I've actually played, I've already played more Opus 12 than I did all of Opus 11, and I'm having a really good time with it. Dude, it is just fun. I think we're all having fun. Even the decks that are like really good are not just fun to play, but they're fun to watch. When people see the Barts or the uh, XYZ decks pop off, it's uh, it's yeah. a good time. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm having a blast. Uh, John, any parting thoughts before we uh, skedaddle this evening and begin, uh, you know, our Thanksgiving festivities? That's that for me, sir. I mean, happy Thanksgiving to you and to everybody listening. I am so thankful Absolutely. for the team and for all of our fans and listeners and for this yes. game, man. Beyond thankful for that. And uh, thankful that we still have a, com uh, a community that's that didn't abandon the game when you know, when COVID hit. So like the fact that people are still, they're still in the trenches. There's people still want to play. People still want to, you know, hang out. Like th this community is, is so great. Grizzled veterans, dude. That, yeah, dude. I, I, I fucking love it. Like, uh, again, and new players in space. We have three new people playing tonight. Yeah. Three newer players playing tonight. Yeah. It's fucking beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. This community never ceases to amaze me. Um, and I'm super, super thankful that I, you know that that the day Adam Lane asked me if I wanted to go to an Opus Four pre-release, that changed my life. Oh, doll bitch! Doll bitch! Doll bitch! <laughs> but that's but it nah, for man. us, guys. Yeah, man. that's all I've got. Uh, we will see you guys next time. Bye bye. <laughs> Thanks once again for listening to the RVA Returners podcast. If you like what you heard and you want to hear more, you can head on over to rvareturners.com. 